welcome to the uh, National League South podcast here uh, from Three Valleys Community Radio. I hope you're all well. It's uh, a double header this weekend, bank holiday special. Uh, two week, two matches in three days. It's a, well, us football fans love it. I don't think the players are that keen on it, to be honest. Um, it's probably a lot to get through 90 minutes twice in 72 hours. I'm sure it is. Anyway, let's uh, first of all just tell you what we've got coming up in the show. Well, we will be hearing from Josh Staunton and Morgan Williams as they tell us uh, their ideal car and what would Josh Staunton be if he was a car. Uh, We'll hear from Gary Johnson and loan signing for for them from Plymouth Argyle. Uh, Mark Cooper and... uh, Josh Staunton give us their pre-match thoughts ahead of the visit of Tunbridge Angels and uh, then it's down to Haven and Waterlooville on Monday. So lots to get through. First up uh, we're going to hear from the Worthing manager who lost his first game of the season recently against Avely. Here's what he had to say um, and telling his players to not use the referee for uh, an escape route. Women FC TV with Adam Hinchwood following a 2-1 defeat to Avely in the National League South. Adam, uh, what are your thoughts after that one? I just said to the lads in there that um, you know we've got no one to blame but ourselves really for the first half performance. Um, you know, we was we was off it um, for whatever reason. Um, we gifted them two goals, um, sloppy foul, and it's gone deflected in I think, and you know the lads good player there, number 10, and he's got three in the box to, to tap in the goal, and if you defend like that um, at home and give yourself that um, much of an uphill task to, to uh, come back from, then you are going to struggle, but um, yeah, all awesome. done, I thought the second half um, was excellent, the fans got behind us, and rightly so, because we had a bit more of a go, we a couple of tweaks to the shape, and it seemed to work, and yeah, I don't think you can do two more, too much more to win a game. I think we bit the bar, bit the post. Um, we've had a penalty um, disallowed um, and then not retaken, which um, you know, I'm a bit baffled on. I've never, never seen it before. But like I say, we can't, we can't hide behind uh, the referee's um, decisions. Um, I'm a firm believer that you can control what you can control and we've got to control us, us being better um, and starting games sharper and on the front foot and we didn't do that today and I think you know that's that's the reason we, we, we've come away with nothing today. As you mentioned there, we looked significantly better in the second half. First half we did probably deserve to be two down at half time but that second half felt really positive, positive and felt like we could have got back into it. Yeah, I don't know if we deserve to be two nil down if I'm honest. Um, I don't think, I think there's more to come from them. Uh, I think they didn't have to do nothing first half and they got two goals. Um, you know, we're still going into some good areas, but you know, I don't think they deserve to be two to up. Um, but we was poor. I think there's over 11, 12 passes that we passed to an opponent or out of play um, when we're under no pressure. Whenever we broke the lines and we was driving with the ball, we just gifted it away, and you know, we was in, we was in good positions, three v three, four v fours, and. Um, you know, we, we didn't manage to, to capitalise on it on the day, but yeah, um, it is what it is. We look at ourselves, look at ourselves and, and what we can control and what we can get better at, and um, you know, maybe keeping our players well outside the box, uh, and then a direct free kick being given against you because of it is something that we can't control. But um, yeah, we, we look at our, ourselves, um, dust ourselves down, and as long as we apply ourselves like we did second half um, for the majority of the games, then you know we'll be a, a tough team to play against. And um, you know, we can see from their reaction, they're delighted to come here and, and get a win. And um, like I say, they're, they're a good, solid outfit. Work really hard for their for their manager, and um, they're on a good run. Kept a bit of momentum from last season, so yeah, we've um, we'll definitely uh, learn a lot from today. Um, but you know, the encouraging sign is the way that we did respond. We did respond well. We reacted, and uh, you know, we'll take a lot of encouragement for that. Uh, just looking at the squad today, uh, Greg Lure was a notable absentee today. He came off on Tuesday night, looking like he had a bit of an injury on his foot. What's the update with him? No, yeah, just got a, a whack on his, his toe. I don't know if it's a broken toe or not, but it's swollen and, and tender still. So, yeah, we're hoping he'll be able to 
um, have a bit more of an impact over the bank holiday weekend. Um, but yeah, it might be an area that we have to look at really. Um, you know, I thought it was a bit light in that area of the pitch today with, with Jake not quite ready yet and with no Greg leaving Ollie to lead the line. Um, you know, I think we looked a little bit light. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a position we might have to look at before next weekend. Quan was on the pitch for a long time today as well. Probably the, I think it is the longest he's been on the pitch for us so far, uh, being at the club. How do you think he got on today? Yeah, well, I think he played a bit um, within himself, to be honest. You know, when you're coming back from that kind of injury, expect him to run himself into the ground. And I think he was a bit nervous, a bit, um, you know, tentative, probably is the word. Um, and people react differently. Um, but yeah, I thought after scoring in the week, and it'd be a different performance for him. But I think maybe he's just still a bit of an impact sub at the moment because, you know, give him a start and. He just seems to play within himself. Um, but I think even, you know, I'll probably be a very harsh here because he's got undoubted uh, endless amounts of ability. Um, even playing 50%, he can come up with something for you. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's definitely more to come from him as well. So it'll only get better for us. Definitely encouraging as well that he could get minutes on the pitch too. No, yeah, definitely. He's missed a lot of football. Um, obviously, he had, he's featured in every game, I think, for us so far, and he's probably well over an hour today, so really encouraging signs. But, yeah, um, I want him to just leave everything out there. If he can only do 45 minutes at the moment, then do 45 minutes. Don't try and get through 90 minutes if you're not quite ready. And um, that's what it looked like a little bit. You know, it might be being harsh, but um, that's what it looked like. And, you know, he, he wasn't the only one. I think we looked like, first half in particular, we looked like we was a team coming back from ACL injuries and been out for 18 months, to be honest. Um, so, you know, he, he's definitely not the only one. We all look like first half. Uh, but like I say, he showed his, his quality. And like I say, it's really encouraging that a lad's been out as long as he has. He's featured in every game and he's got well over an hour today. So, you know, I'm hoping we'll get more from him over the bank holiday weekend. You mentioned the bank holiday weekend. That's two fixtures in one weekend. Do you think the squad's going to be okay going into that? No, yeah, we're probably a little bit light on numbers. Um, Kane coming back's massive for us. Um, you know, I thought a day was superb again today. Um, you know, what a player, he's just probably not got the ability that other players have got in the team, but you know, you know what you're going to get from him, and I think that's all you can ask as a manager. Leaves everything out there, keeps the ball ticking over nice and tidy, and uh, you know, he's definitely had, added something to us, but yeah, we've got to look at it, we might have to get a couple of numbers in, especially in the forward areas with uh, no Jake and no Greg at the moment. Well, I suppose I should give you some all-important fixtures for the weekend. Well, we'll start with Saturday. I'll give you Mondays at the end of the show. Uh, Dartford, they're travelling to Avely. Bath City, they host Hampton and Richmond. Braintree are at home against Chippenham Town. Dover host uh, Worthing. Truro have a long trip to Eastbourne Borough. Farnborough host Western Supermare. Hemel Hempstead at home against Maidstone United. Slough against Torquay. Uh, St Albans travel to Taunton. Welling at home against Haventon Waterlooville. Weymouth against Chelmsford City. And Yeovil Town are at home against Tunbridge Angels. Well, we'll hear what their captain and manager Mark Cooper has to say ahead of the weekend's fixtures. So Mark, um, firstly, how's the team doing out of the weekend? Yeah, all good. Ready for training and getting prepared for for another tough game on Saturday. Yeah, sure. And what's it been like managing the players ahead of two games in three days? Precisely that, trying to manage and and make sure. I think the idea is that we want to be fresh in both games. You know, we've we've got 16, 17 players that we can all use. We can use. so yeah, but I think the most important thing is winning the next game, and uh, and that's what we're we're trying to target is to to win the next game, and then we'll deal with the rest after that. Yeah, and you've said we're not right. We've got the boys on the bench that are desperate to play. That's what you said to Sheridan post uh, Maidstone. Um, who are those boys? And I guess we're going to see them on Saturday and Monday. Well, the boys that are on the bench are the ones that obviously didn't start, so it doesn't take too much working up. That's not just forwards it's that it's throughout the team you know when you talk about being better in the final third that just doesn't mean the forwards we're, you know we they could probably say they're not getting enough service uh, from from the wide areas or, or whatever so it's just been a little bit really fine tweaking and making sure that if you've not been in the team you're ready to play and um, 
if I was a player and I wasn't in the team, I'd be looking at the weekend thinking it's a big chance I'm going to get some minutes and that I need to be ready to take that opportunity when it comes. Yeah, I suppose with Josh Thornton and Jake Hyde like not playing Monday, that gives an opportunity to you know both a back forward and a, a centre back to play. That's right. Well, you know we we're not ruling Jake Hyde out of that yet. He's okay. obviously he's definitely Josh because of his you know his his knee. But um, but like I say, I think if you've got if you've got six or seven good players that haven't played on Saturday and you've got an opportunity to freshen the team up what, 48 hours later it probably makes sense to do that um, and I suppose seven points in the last uh, three games and you've got three and a half thousand coming back every weekend to Hewish Park how, how have the fans and how crucial has that been um, to have a run of home games and you know fans I suppose get you over the line yeah, you know, four home games. If we can get a positive result on Saturday, that'd be a good return for us. And um, you know, if you if you can achieve two points a game at the end of the season, you usually win the league. So um, that's the kind of thing we, we want to try and target. But it's about the performances first and foremost. The fans, the fans have been great. They've they've on the whole backed the team. And listen, the most. The, the, diff, the most difficult thing for a fan to do is be positive all of the time because you, when you've been a fan of a club, you you're, you can be negative, and I, I understand that. And but the more they can get behind the players and be positive, the more positive outcome they'll get from the team. And um, when it's not going well, get behind them, keep behind them, and, and and that's what we need. We need to be players, fans, staff, everybody together to achieve and get this club back where we where we need to be. Um, I suppose have your attacking players um, stepped up potentially in, in training, knowing that obviously goals is the, the thing that, that you will need. Like I said before, it's not just about um, the forwards. We have to service them as well. We have to get goals from attacking midfield players. They have to chip in with goals, and we we have to score more from set pieces. So as a, as a unit, we've got to do more at the top end of the pitch. We know that. And, and do you know with with the three three games seven points? Do you think the the run of form has also been something to to I guess have your players step up a little bit in training and give that give that extra ten percent? Well, I think if you're taking seven points from from every three games, you're on target. Yeah. So if we do that over the season, you probably win the league. So we have to keep listen. We have to keep perspective. And like I said before, it, we've got a lot of new players. Rome wasn't built in a day, but we're heading in the right way. We're, we're getting enough points, and you know I could throw that back and say if we'd have got over the line last Saturday, we'd have been top of the league. So we're one win from being top of the league. So we've just got to be calm. Everybody's got to be together, focused, and um, and we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, do you notice a difference with playing a full-time team like Maidstone, for example, like you know, like South came down from from last season? to a part-time team like Truro or Western or Taunton or something like that? I think a lot of these teams don't do loads less training than we do because they will do, say, a Tuesday and a Thursday night and maybe a Monday morning. So they're probably only getting one session less than than us. So it's a bit of a misconception, I think, that part-time, full-time players now that are at part-time teams go and keep themselves fit, gym and all of that. So there's... If you did a fitness test between a part-time and full-time player, there wouldn't be loads in it. Right. But it's probably just those fine details of sharpness that you, you can probably get maybe late on in a game, as you saw in the last two home games where we've nailed late goals. Mm. Yeah, sure. I suppose that's what Josh was saying earlier, is that that, that final 20 minutes, I think, is, is the difference between, for example, you guys and you know, potentially a team like Tom Bridge or, uh, or Haven. I think I think we're always thinking and expecting to score late on, because we that, that comes from a, a mentality, that comes from a no excuse, that comes whatever it takes. And we've tried to breed that over the over the summer and, and the players we've we've brought to the club that we have to have that mentality that if we have to go right to the end, we have to go and and that's borne fruit in the last few games. Yeah, sure, you have done that in the, in the mm. last couple of games. So thanks, Mark. Go well at the weekend. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Well. Four games in, how do you feel? I mean, do you feel satisfied, pleased, average, you know? I don't, and no manager will ever tell you he's satisfied. I no. think there's always room for improvement, and of course we need, we can be better, we could, we can be better, of course we can, but we're not in a bad place. We're two points off the top, we're sat nicely, 
we get a positive result Saturday, we're on target for two points a game, which, like I said, usually wins you the league. Um, I'm content, but I know that there's room for improvement. And I think the biggest thing is we know where the improvement needs to come. Um, and, I, and I truly believe that, that that will come very, very soon. There seems to be a lot of emphasis on the substance in the context that, you know, they've come on late and in, in, I don't know if it's every game, it probably is, isn't it? But you've come, come back and either scored an equaliser or, or won the game. Um, are you not tempted to play them from the start regularly if they're constantly doing that sort of job? Yeah. Well, I think now, when if you're a sub now, you know usually if you're coming on with 20 minutes to go, you're getting an extra 10 minutes now with the with the new added time. Added times, so you're playing a third of the game. Yeah. So that's a big chunk to contribute towards. Um, and we've made subs quite early in the games. I think it was 60 minutes, bang on 60 minutes, or just over the on Saturday that we made the subs. So those subs played nearly half. So they played as much as the boys that came off, more or less. So. Of course, if, if if there's a sub that keeps coming on and doing well, then they have to be at the front of your mind to start. But that player might be at the stage of his career where he's got to build into 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, and build him up rather than, right, I've come on, I've done well. And at the start of the game, everything's tight. There's no space to run into if you're a forward. And, and you don't do as well. And people say, well, I need to put him back on the bench. So usually when you bring subs on, the game is more stretched and there's more space, and that's usually why they have more of a of an impact. Is fitness a, a, an issue as well, in, in the, as much as the teams are getting tired um, by the time you bring the subs on? There could be a variety of things. Could be our mentality, could be our desire to keep going, could be the tiredness. I'm in the opposition. Yeah, could yeah. be a tiredness with the opposition that we tire them out the way we play. And yeah. Some people say it's boring at times, but it could be the reason why we score late goals. Time will tell. Definitely. Um, but overall, you must be, you know, pretty, pretty satisfied in, in the context that we're sixth place. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated because we should have. Well, Hemel, we should have never lost the game. Yeah. Um, there was nothing in that game. We didn't play well, but we didn't deserve to lose. Um, and I thought we should have won the game on Saturday against Maidstone. So. We, there's more points for us there. Maybe we could have had a couple more points. And if we are, if we had, we're top of the league. Yeah. But if my auntie had a pair of what's it, you know, she'd be, she yeah. wouldn't be my auntie, would she? Yeah. So yeah. we have to take what what we've got, but we have to strive to be better. And we know, we know we've got to be better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, injuries for Saturday, anything? Any problems or not? No, no injuries. Just Jordan Stevens doing his last little bit of rehab, but. He's not far away now, and he'll, he'll be a massive like um, asset to us to have him back on the pitch because of his. He's got ridiculously, you know, he's, he's quick, rapidly quick, and um, and that's something that's really difficult to defend against. Yeah, yeah, quite. Well, good luck for Saturday. Just one other question: um, Somerset Premier Cup games being switched from home to away. Any reason for that? Trying to protect our pitch. Right. We've had four home games in. A week, uh, two weeks. Yeah. We're back at home next Saturday, after this Saturday. So we want to give the groundsman a chance to to make sure our pitch is really strong for for the whole of the season. And um, thought it made sense. Okay, no, that's fair enough. Okay. Yeah, thank you. So Josh, um, firstly, how are you feeling ahead of uh, two games in three days? Um, yeah, it's a bit of a different one for me. I know I won't bounce on Monday, but it's it's a good opportunity for us. Uh, we have the squad to be able to rotate, which is is always crucial. Um, might give us an edge over some teams in the league with, with the quality we have in depth. But it's a good opportunity for us to hopefully go back to back and really stake our claim and, and, and get right of the league. Yeah, and it must have been very different for you at the tail end of last season, sort of captaining a, um, a bit of a losing side. What is it like in these last three games, having been unbeaten and, you know, sort of change the end of that, you're captaining a winning side now, how does that feel? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a different challenge, it's, it's uh, much rather be dealing with this situation than last year, but uh, everything puts its own challenges up, do you know what I mean? It's, uh, we've, we've been more focused on, on the, 
things we haven't done as a group and, and how we can build and, and and about trying to build some momentum and, and confidence really and, and, and keep us on a level playing field never too high when we win and, and, and don't feel like there was going to when we lose or, or draw so it's been a it's been a different challenge but every every game is a different challenge and, and we're um, we're trying to build as a group so it's kind of like a work in motion yeah it must be a bit of a challenge as well for, for some of the fans and the, the support how are you how, how do you feel that that has been in you know a new league obviously some fans obviously like tail end of last season getting a bit fed up you know, we're on a bit of a winning run now, so how do you think the fans and the support um, has helped you and players personally? Yeah, I think I think the fans have turned out in, in their numbers and it's been brilliant and hopefully throughout the season we'll give them plenty of reasons to come back and, and those who have stayed away still will hopefully entice them in. It's, it's, it's an exciting part of part to be I think to be a part of. Um, there's been I think the fans are probably a bit, uh, a bit anxious when we're when we're when we're not not ahead and understandably so and, and I think it's going to take a bit of time for us to kind of get used to his position in, in the league and and come to terms with the fact that we're going to have to be probably a bit more patient in terms of the way teams are going to set up against us makes it a bit more difficult and but I think I think it's clear to see we're all in it together I think uh, us as one big community now look to be focusing and trying to do things in the right way on and off the pitch and long way to continue and, and, and hopefully we'll give them something to cheer about and, and we understand our shortcomings in the first four games with by no means a finished product and um, yeah we look, just look forward and, and it's about looking ahead really isn't it and, and, and I think the longer the club can do that rather than focusing on kind of looking over its shoulder which has been the case for several years it's, it's nice to be able to Try and just focus on the football and, and look forward to what's ahead. Yeah, yeah, and, and focusing on the football. When you play a team like Maidstone, similar to yourself, obviously coming down, do you notice a difference with playing a team like a full-time outfit compared to a part-time outfit, say against Truro or something like that? Um, not right now. I don't think. I think the first eight to twelve games of the season is kind of always a bit cagey, and and, and I always say like trying to explain it wasn't. No one really has any respect for each other at the moment. Everyone. You kind of look at people in the league, and everyone goes, oh, it's just they just had a good start. Or it's a false position, blah blah." blah. Whereas when your the season settled down a bit, your twelve games in, people who are down the bottom of the table come to the top of the table with a bit more respect, and, and there'll be you look for a point. Whereas first ten games is kind of every everyone's just just trying to get off to a flyer. So um, I don't think initially we, we, you notice that you notice a difference, maybe in terms of fitness, just that repetitiveness of of doing things day in day out, but. Uh, no, there's there's some good players, and, and just because someone's a part-time footballer doesn't mean they're, they're technically any better, any worse or better. It just situation dictates really, and um, the differences haven't been haven't been clear. But I think it's a case of the latter part of the game is probably where you we will notice things, especially as the season drags on and and the, the nights draw in and. and Days get shorter and shorter, and, and a bit of fatigue sets in. I think that's when you probably notice the, the difference more and more. I'd say. Yeah, and with that, you know, there's some part-time teams in this league, or some full-time teams in this, in this league. Is it a different thing to scout for, I guess, part-time teams because resources may be less in comparison to, like, the national league, for example? Yeah, I think so. I think um, the the resources are completely different. At, Throughout, isn't it? This league, I think the disparity between top and bottom is probably quite large, and and, and it does it. It makes the manager's job difficult on, sometimes on a Saturday because when you're not 100% sure on each player or the database isn't so accurate. Um, but I think we're in a position in this league where we, you'd like to think we can try and implement our game on on everyone ourselves, and and by doing so, we we can almost. Not eradicate their threats because that's 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 disrespectful. But try and nullify their, their threats by by imposing ourselves on the game. Um, it's it's a kind of a, like a lesson. It's a, it's a learning lesson for myself and players and management who haven't been at this level. It's it's definitely a different uh, different kind of feel to it than than even the national league. But that's that's not in a disrespectful way. That's just in terms of the. The attention to detail, probably, and, and I say that like database and knowing the players and and the in-depth analysis, which which teams in the level above can can afford to 
spend money on and, and time on where where when when teams are part time with small budget have to prioritise and that's completely understandable but we just hope we don't leave ourselves uh, any shortcomings throughout the season and the staff are doing all they can to to uh, to make sure we we know as much detail about everyone we're playing against and treat every game like like it were a yeah. big one yeah. And, and with that being said, what have you learned? What research has been done about Tom Bridge Angels and about having a Waterloo? <laughs> I can't tell the secrets. <laughs> um, no, I think we, we understand how they play and, and what they're likely to do. As I say, the first 10 games is difficult. Yeah. And I think first, we've only played four games a season. Teams, other teams are still finding their, their perfect philosophy and their perfect shape and way to play. So you can, you can really, really spend hours and hours digging in the first four games and then they could come out and put a completely different team out or completely change away because it doesn't work for the first four games. But we know we have a rough rough idea of what what they're gonna come and do and what we're gonna face on Monday. Um, but it's down to us really to as I said earlier to implement ourselves on the game which we probably haven't we've been guilty of we've been we've had to we've forced too many changes so far early in the season. Um, but hopefully we can go about our job and, and, and it kind of <coughs> takes that out the window, really. We, if we do our bit right, it makes the job a lot easier. Yeah, you can only do your bit right, I suppose. I think that's, yeah, I think that's the, the best way of focusing on it for the first, definitely for the, to the season settle down a bit, yeah. Sure. All right, go on, Josh. Thanks. Thank you, Cheers, thank you. Josh, um, how are you feeling? Good, thanks, Adi. Good, yeah. <laughs> um, how are you finding, you know, the, the drop to this league? I mean, it, in terms of percentages, obviously, as you say, some of them are part-time, some of them aren't. Are you, are you noticing much of a difference between the two leagues? Um, no, the, there's, there's some, sometimes there's big differences, sometimes there's, there's not really. I think we'll probably notice it a bit more when we have a few more away games. So far we play one away, um, four at home, uh, three at home, and we so all the time we're in at Hewish Park, there's probably not a great deal of noticeable difference in terms of teams come here up their game as, because it's a lovely place to come. And, and we kind of are in our bubble of, of our dressing rooms, our pitch. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not above National League standards, so, so you don't really notice any difference. I think the, the eye-opener will probably be when we, when we go away to some grounds which, which aren't, we won't be so fortunate with facilities and pitches. Um, that's really when you'll notice notice the difference, but but that's in you as a character. We have to find a way to get it done, even when the the environment doesn't dictate to be perfect, and and where we're probably it's not going to be as good as as this. We're very fortunate in the position we're in. We're, we've got the facilities way above the league. Uh, the, as I said, the disparity between players isn't isn't a huge amount. I think tactically. The time on the pitch, the time on the training ground will, will start to show in the latter part of the season uh, when injuries and things kick in and depth of squad comes in. But so far, all our home games of when we've got three and a half thousand here, it feels like a National League game and we just kind of have to get used to being at the level and, and respecting the level and we're all only as good as level of play, aren't we? So um, we've got to make the most of it. Do you feel the squads, you know, gelling together now? You've had four games and, you know, only lost one, so that's, that's a good sign already. Um, but I mean, do you feel you're sort of gelling into a, a really, really threatening squad now? Yeah, I think, I think we're, we're making steps in the right direction. I thought the first half on Sat, on, uh, Saturday was, was a progression. I thought we, um, implemented what some of what we wanted to do and, and kind of understanding a bit more each player's movements and where people need to be on the pitch. Um, I think it's going to take time. It, it will take time because um, we're making the manager's lives harder than it should be because we're not implementing ourselves as we should do really and we've got to change shape a lot of time. Um, and that's the players on the pitch responsibility in terms of sticking to the plan and and doing what's expected of us, but look, I've, I, I, the, in terms of personality-wise, the group is very good. Um, I feel like we're going in the right, right direction when we have a performance which doesn't 
quite represent what we want to be. It, regardless of the result, we're very honest with each other and strive for better. Um, it's not a case of, oh, let's just paper over the cracks with a 2-1 win on Tuesday night. We, we understand we need to be better in certain aspects and implement ourselves in a more further up the pitch. I think that's clear to see, uh, more penetrating passes and, and be a bit braver in that final third. And, and we've been working hard to, to make sure we rectify that and, and get ourselves ready for the upcoming games. Do you personally get angry when, when you can see the sloppy goal? Um, yeah, I'd get a bit angry, but um, I don't think anger really solves anything for anyone. I think, especially when you're more of a leader in the group, you have to kind of give someone 10 off when they need it. Uh, but I think calmness resonates through the group. And look, you go through periods, and, and we'll learn that as a team. Individual players will learn that, where sometimes in your career you have a period of five, six games where every single mistake you, you make seems to concede a goal or, and then you might it complete swings and you make a horrible mistake and they miss a target it's kind of swings and roundabouts so you're saying isn't it but I think the most important thing is while we're going through that period where every single mistake seems to be punished we, we haven't lost we could have easily come off the other side of it and we could have uh, capitulated as a group and really not got to the start we wanted to get to really we're, we're just below I think that you want to average really two points a game, you're going to be successful just slightly below that. But after four games, it was important. We just kind of got the ball rolling. And, and uh, yeah, I don't think it's worth, obviously, in the time and place to get angry and if someone needs to turn off, but I don't think it's worth um, completely throwing toys out of the pram over a lot of the time. People understand they've, they've made a mistake or we definitely understand as a unit. So it's, it's kind of each person reacts differently to it. Um, trying to remain calm and, and I think if we were out there getting angry screaming at each other we wouldn't have been in a position to turn the games around so it's um, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of one of those periods now and we'll come out of the other side of it definitely I mean when you look at it you've, you've played four to come back and, and be unbeaten after that first defeat it, 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 you know shows a lot about because you didn't let that get you down too much and it could have because everybody was so hyped up for that Hempstead game so that there was a sense of oh, God, we've lost a game kind of thing. So you've done well, really, to come back from that, I think, as a team. Um, and, you know, long may it continue. But um, we've, we've talked about it a lot, your, your um, problems with plastic pitches. Um, do you think that's going to be, from a point of view of consistency of, of your performance, not the team, just you, the fact that you can have a few games off must be good from a point of view of small, niggly little injuries that you might pick up. On the other hand, is it is it going to disrupt your sort of flow, your consistency, do you think? Um, it's, it's, it's not ideal, is it? But I think I think the problem I have with my knee, I think it, the rest will probably do me better in terms of the, the non-weight, the, taking the weight load out of it rather than pounding it every week. Regardless, I think I, think I have to understand if I, if I want to continue playing, I have to kind of manage myself a bit anyway. So missing six games a season will probably save me in the long run um, mm. as hard as it is and as disappointing as it is and I think it's um, it's down to me as a character isn't it? I think I've got to make sure I do everything right in the week just because I won't be playing on that on that game it doesn't mean I can just down tools and kind of just wait for the next one it's, it's, it's still competition for places I've got to then prove myself to get back in the team the next week if, I, if that's if we have a good result so it's a really different challenge um, I think Ultimately, it's, it's unfortunate. It's one I kind of have to miss. I haven't, I don't I'd love to be able to play. And, but in terms of the Saturday, Monday, it kind of makes it easier. It definitely makes it easier knowing that you, you're not going to be playing on Monday. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think I'm still kind of, I'll hit, still kind of getting going after a very cautious pre-season. So there's still plenty more to come from me personally, and um, yeah, the breaks will will ensure I'm at a standard I and, and uh, play to a standard I'm, I'm happy with, and and hopefully don't get in a position I was in last week last year where I was probably just about being wheeled out onto the pitch. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately missing seven games might give me an extra few years. Hopefully, so yeah, that's it. Best of luck on Saturday anyway. Thank and, you. And Monday. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for talking to us. Thank you, mate, too. Lovely. Hi, this is Alex Fisher from Yeovil Town Football Club. 
You're listening to Cy Thayer on Three Valleys Radio. When I first started my business, I was hopeless at paperwork. My system involved bunging everything in a shoebox and sorting it out later, much later. Thank goodness for Chalmers Accountants. They soon put me on the right track. They work with businesses of all sizes, and they really know their stuff. Chalmers will provide you with a one-to-one service with your own personal account manager at one of their three local branches. For expert advice on how to make your business more successful, visit chalmersaccountants.co.uk and book your free initial consultation. At AJ Now I know fans like to get to know the players of their team. Well, Josh Staunton and Morgan Williams got together with Virtue Motors, who uh, put in a fabulous set of, uh, well, dugout seats. It, it doesn't really look like a dugout now, but it looks like a more of a Premier League dugout almost. Um, it's there's, They're not dugout anymore, are they? They're flat and with seats that tear upwards, um, and it looks fantastic. Um, and a far, fabulous job there. I did get a cheeky little photo sat in one when I recently had an opportunity to. So uh, here's uh, <laughs> some interesting thoughts on uh, two well-known footballers in Yeovil. Uh, one of them is really into just <laughs> Justin Bieber, uh, Justin Bieber, um, Kenny Rogers, and Drake. Can you guess who? Hello everyone, Josh Doran here with Morgan Williams. We're um, here on behalf of Virtue. We look forward to having a little Q&A with Rebecca, so that's been fun. Good luck. Josh, um, what was your first car? My first car? My first car was a, was a Fiat Punto. I think I was 17. <laughs> I had a nice, at the time it was, I think it was brand new, 64 plate. Black Fiat Punto. Loved it. Had it for about four months, and then the obsession of changing cars started, and yeah, and upset my mum several times with, with bad car decisions. But it all started with that fit. Yeah, fun. <laughs> yeah. And what about you, Morgan? I'm not gonna lie, mine was exactly the same. Fiat Punto, black one. My, I think it might have been like an 07 plate. I had it quite a long time to be fair. I think I had it for about a year, year and a half, and then um, yeah, changed it up. But yeah, Fiat Punta got me about. Good car, steady. Very good car. Humble car. Good insurance. Good insurance, <laughs> right? Insurance. When you're young, yeah. And what about your dream car, Josh? My dream car, and I'm not just saying this because you're my dream car is an SVR. Is a yeah, Range Rover Sport SVR. Would be my dream car. I've got my eye on the chairman's one, so when he leaves his keys laying around and they end up with me, we'll, we'll be going for a. For a quick spin in the SBR. Well. Yeah. It is a good but that, So that is my, my dream car. Probably couldn't afford to fill it up or get insured <laughs> on it. But get a black box on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, what, see what we can do. If Martin pays a petrol please, we'll, we'll see if I can borrow it for a week. <laughs> what probably, about you, Morgan? I'd probably say, um, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get it, but probably like a G-Wagon. Yeah, Mercedes G-Wagon. Just a nice sturdy car, so expensive, but yeah. But nice. Very nice. Good choice. Um, okay, so ideal carpool karaoke buddy. Oh, what? Well, what, 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 what if I was like James Corden? Yeah. I'm going in with Justin Bieber. I am. He knows that. Liam knows that. Me and Justin Bieber sit in the front seat of a Range Rover and a sing song. That'd be like heaven for me. <laughs> I'd quite happy drive that Range Rover off the edge of the cliff after. <laughs> Wait, for me, I think. I don't really know, like a singer. I'd probably go like Kevin Hart or something. Yeah. Just, just have a sing song with Kevin Hart. Like it'd be funny. To, like love a crack and that. And yeah, I love that. Probably him. Um. Okay. This one's a little bit different. Josh, if you were a car, what would you be? <sighs> I'd be like a Y Reg something, which is breaking down. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd be, a, I'd be like a. I don't know, even like a Morris Minor or something. And no, you'd be a Rolls Royce. You'd be a Rolls Royce. Yeah, in the scrapyard. I'd be a Rolls Royce with one of the wheels like hanging, hanging on. Um, oh, yeah, I'd be something which is like steady but could break at any minute. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, he's a good car. He's a good car. He's a steady car, but I'm being held together by a masking tape underneath. <laughs> 
I'm saying you're like an Aston Martin or something like thoroughbred English. Yeah, thoroughbred cool. pedigree. James Bond. Yeah, just cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. I'll yeah. go with that. DB9. We can go with that. What about your top road trip destination? Oh. I'm not very well travelled in this sort of thing. Oh. My favourite. Yeah, I'd love to go like somewhere in America, but I couldn't tell you the, the, the good places like. I guess I guess like was it Yosemite and places like that would be cool. Route sixty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And hopefully I come back alive from that one. Touch wood. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I went somewhere in Oman and I went into the mountains and they were like really really steep and that was quite scary. So I'm gonna keep it on flat ground. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to. I'd, yeah, I'd do like the no. Golden Coast or something in America. That'd be quite nice. So yeah. It's a hard question though, Rebecca. That is a tough question. <laughs> what was the question again? Sorry to keep it tricky. Um, top road trip destination. Road trip destination? You've given a good answer now. I'm going to call you. You're going to go like, poor answer. You're going to go like, Bournemouth. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. I'm not thinking America. Yeah. I'm thinking like, yeah. Google's good for me. <laughs> Nine spins. <laughs> but I'll be to Google. That would be that road trip. I think you do this every day, right? Yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> I don't know, somewhere somewhere where there's a sea or something like that, like nowhere, nowhere far. Yeah, West Bay. West Bay then. Yeah. West Bay's yeah, taken to West Bay. Keep it cheap. <laughs> what about your best road trip snacks? Oh get some sweets in yeah that. yeah I've got really just a sweet tooth so like wine gums just to keep me going oh, just keep ticking I don't know what I, I like hmm I don't know what they are <laughs> there's these little Harry Bows they're like little circles and they're like the the roulette things are they roulettes no 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 I don't know what they're roulette <laughs> no they're like the roulettes the circles the little circles are like in a tube no no they're like coming to pack oh. they're like a little circle I can't think off the top of my head what they're called you can get them from Clark's Village, so in the Harry Bow shop. So they are like, they're called like, they're called Bella Bites. I know that because yeah, Bella. Uh, they're, they're called Bella Bites. They are, that's what I'd be taking. Just loads of them. You've got a sweet tooth. Yeah, really sweet yeah. tooth. Yeah, sweet tooth. And what about you, Morgan? Mine Obviously. would be coffee, but coffee, coffee, no. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Without yeah. a doubt. <laughs> no. I'd probably just say wine gums. Um, probably get some Maltesers for the journey. Sneak in a little. Protein bar. Yeah, <laughs> just keep yeah, it the cheese is melting as well. Yeah. So you've got to eat those Get them done for the And when, you, when you're driving and they, they're in your hands and they start melting, mm. depends what day it is. If it's hot yeah. like today, yeah, air con, yeah. And what about your top three road trip songs? I really test Oh, yeah. It depends what sort of mood I'm in actually. Do you know what, if I'm going, if I'm going on my road trip out <coughs> to America, I'm, I've got to take some Kenny Rogers with me, haven't I? So I'd be like, some real country stuff, so I'd take Kenny Rogers, uh, I think it was Old Friends or something, with Dolly Parton. I'd take that one, take a bit of Justin Bieber with me, I don't know what though, depends what mood I'm in that day. <laughs> uh, third one, I'd go for something 80s, white 80s. I don't know, probably, it's uh, mm. a really hard one, three songs. Well, do you ever think, I'm going to think my actual yeah, three I'm songs. Really... So you like a bit of the old school? Yeah, I, I like it, I like old school. I'm not really I'm not really into like the chart songs. No. I like something you can sing along to, you know? Yeah. Like when it's all like, just too much swearing and... See, I'm a bit, I'm a bit like that one. Yeah, you're cool though. Sort of no, <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably go with like... You're down with the kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd probably go like... Definitely go to you, John. No, no, he's a lot more explicit <laughs> in his. I've had windows down, singing <laughs> on. <laughs> no, I'd start with something simple like Drake, and then, um, depending on the mood, and depending on who I'm on the road trip with, then it could go could go real west. <laughs> and yeah, could get anything going, really. But I'd start with Drake as just like a steady one, and then go from there. Yeah. So Drake and a bit of classic. Yeah, 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 Kenny Rogers, they go well together, don't they? There you go. <laughs> a pair of them. Well, thank you so much.
Thank you. Thank you. Well, Talk United are on their travels this weekend. Uh, they go to the capital to take on Slough Town. We'll be hearing from uh, loan signing from Plymouth Argyle, uh, young gentleman, uh, 18 years old, on loan from uh, Plymouth Argyle, Will Jenkins Davis. We'll hear what he has to say and see how he's settling into life. At Torquay, not to make too many changes in his life, really, uh, just uh, a few miles away from Plymouth. But first up, here's what Gary Johnson, the Torquay United manager, had to say uh, going into the weekend on a win. So, Aaron, Saturday to Albans, solid victory, uh, well taken from a, a set piece worked out on the training ground. But did Saturday's game, with the way that St Albans played at times, prove how different games are going to be this season? Yeah, absolutely. As far as we're concerned, it was sort of almost a game of two halves, really. You know, first half, uh, the, the plan we had against them was excellent. The boys performed it fantastic. We, we, we nicked it in, in their half. Uh, a lot of times uh, and created a lot of opportunities from that and we're getting a lot of joy. Uh, second half, being 1-0 up, sort of not having to sort of go too hard at it, we, we sort of dropped a little bit deeper than what we would have liked because first half we kept a great line um, defensively uh, and limited them to, to penalty area entries, final third entries. Second half, we didn't so much and we were a little bit deeper and invited them on a little bit and as the game went on, a little bit tired. So. The disappointment from our point of view was the, the ball retention when we did win it back um, in the second half that was. Uh, therefore, we, we, we tired a little bit so because of the work rate the boys are putting in and you, know, you can't argue with their, their effort. But it does go to show there's different, uh, real varying styles in the division. You've got a lot of teams that are trying to play out from the back and try and play through the thirds and, uh, and then there's other teams that will be a little bit more di- direct and physical um, an athletic so there's uh, throughout the whole season you're going to come up um, with a plethora of different options of, of, of styles and we've got to be adaptable to that ourselves and really important is making sure we stamp our style uh, on any game uh, as well so that's that's key. A couple of well, a fair few key players missing for that game so that's how pleasing it's for you and the gaffer to see that those that did step in were, were ready to go and, and the backup coming off the bench as well also just solidified certain parts of that game on Saturday. Yeah, really good. Uh, you know, it's cliche, but you get, it's a squad game, as they say, and you, you're going to have to use uh, everybody at some stage. And, and it's important. Um, and what's really good is the players keeping themselves mentally right um, when not in the team to be able to come in the team and, and, and affect it. There's a it's the saying that two great people um, say, Judy Garland and Gary Johnson, uh, you've got to be ready to be lucky. Um, and a few of the boys have to be, you know, for instance, Dylan Silver coming into the game and, and done well. So, uh, but what was really pleasing is to see Callum Thomas on the bench, um, you know, one of our own sort of academy products. So credit to everyone in the, uh, um, in the youth setup that we have because they've done a great job with Callum and he's come in and not looked out of place. So really happy for him that he was able to, to uh, be involved and it was a really good experience for him. Now we come to this weekend and I'm sure two quick games in succession which um, I'm sure proves its own problems. We've got obviously uh, Braintree at home on Monday, starting with a trip to Slough on Saturday. They've got their first win of the season uh, last Saturday against unbeaten Western. So they're going to be, the tail's going to be up a little bit. So does that alter your thoughts with stuff on the training pitch? It doesn't alter our thoughts too much. Uh, you know, credit to Slough, they were fantastic. Um, in the game against Western, they, they, really, they had a game plan uh, and, they, and they played it to a tee. Um, they couldn't have got a better start in the game, you know, by nicking it um, and transitioning. And, and their counter-attacks were very good. They, they played from front to back really quick, um, which a little bit against from you know what we've seen previous against their style. But they knew they had a, a, a sort of an outlet in their in their front three, and, and they, they they did that. So there's elements we need to be aware. But at the same time, for us, we still have to cliche again, but we really have to focus on, on what we do and, and how we go about it. We know there's more to come from us. 
uh, we, you know, it's good that we've win, won the last couple, uh, so it gives everybody confidence in what we're doing. But at the same time, we know there's more to come, and there's 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 that elements on the training ground that we we've been working on, and uh, we want to see them come to fruition, uh, regardless of who we play. Um, but at the same time, we've always got to be mindful of the threats that oppositions um, oppose to us, and and they do. There's there's real threats in this division. Um, so we've got to make sure we're aware of them, but also make sure we really stamp our game on, on uh, the game we want to play on any given game. Um, and there's that added um, sort of dimension to it with the two games in three days. So the, uh, again, that squad um, is really important for us, that if anybody has to come in um, throughout the two games, three days, that they're going to be you know, ready for it and that they're mentally right as much as anything. Um, and our recovery process in between is going to be really important. So there are a couple of key things we have to take on in this, but we've been in uh, um, around uh, the, the sort of two games in three days situation quite a lot, so we understand what's needed. So we've just got to make sure that there's no excuses from us. We're all in it, even though we're playing you know, 15, 20 minutes longer, um, but every team's doing that. So we've just got to make sure we embrace it, get on with it, have no excuses, and um, hopefully come out the right end um, come the end of this weekend of, of two results. Now obviously everyone's got the, the same uh, scenario, the same routine this, this weekend with the two games in three days. First of eight games you see that are going to be played on artificial pitches and, and as with grass pitches, the artificial pitches also have their differences as well, don't they? Yeah, they vary in sort of depend when they are laid um, and depend who lays it and, and whatnot. So um, some are used a lot more than others. Uh, some are fresher, so you've got to, you know, same with football pitches. Some, for instance, in Albans, you know, the, the, I know their manager wanted the pitch a little bit less long than what it was to play the game they wanted to play, so it, it, it hindered them in the, in the end um, as much as us. So again, you know, playing more has been perfect the last couple um, last couple of weeks. The games we played on has been absolutely perfect, but we're not going to come up against uh, we're going to come up against teams. Maybe not as as blessed as 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 well as our grounds would have done, and then the artificial pitches. So, you know, again, that no excuse sort of mentality is key. We're going to have to play on them. Every team's going to have to go there and play on them. So we can't use that as an excuse before we get there. So we're taking that out of the uh, equation by training on the turf beforehand, doing everything we can to prepare. But as you say, on the day, it's about. Um, us showing up and, and the right mentality of the players going into the game. That's that's the key thing. So here with Will Jenkins Davis. Will, how have you been settling into the to the squad now? You're we're four games into the to the new season. You seem to have fitted in really well. Yeah, really good. I mean, like it's been it's been brilliant. Like coming in, being like more of a part of a squad than I was maybe before at Plymouth. Maybe just being on the bench, things like that. It's like it's, it's brilliant to actually be part of a squad and like being with the boys. It's a great bunch of lads, and yeah, I've settled in really well. How easy was it for you to, to get yourself in with the, the squad that was already kind of settled here from, from last season um, to just kind of come into that way of thinking with them? As I said, it seems that you've, you've kind of got on board with, with that already. Yeah, definitely. The, like the gaffer makes it really clear the style of football they like to play and I feel like I fit into that really well, like my energy, playing forwards, things like that. So it's been pretty easy. Everyone's helped me out and I'm still learning, but I'm, I feel like I'm getting there. So this weekend sees uh, Slough. Um, artificial pitch, do you, are, are you a, a fan of them? I'd definitely rather play on grass, I'd say, as most of the boys would probably agree with as well. But we've been training on Astro this week, so hopefully we're prepared and ready, ready for the test. And obviously a double weekend as well with Braintree on the Monday. How, for, a, for a player's perspective, how, how, how do you focus, refocus your mind for, for like a, a double header with two games so quickly together? Yeah, I've never actually had a, a game with two games with one day in between. Um, like it's, it's quite new to me, but no, I'm excited for it. Both, both tough games. I mean, going to need like the recovery on Sunday, definitely. But, but yeah, it's going to be good. And yeah, hopefully two wins. Well, thank you. Now, before I go on, I must uh, remember to uh, just give something a little bit of a plug, actually. East Coker Rangers, uh, a little football team of uh, under 10s and under 9s, um, looking for a gazebo and hopefully a substitute's bench of some description. So even if it's just a fiver like me or 
or anything else that you could uh, donate, if you go to the GoFundMe page, and uh, GoFundMe.com and search East Coca Rangers Gazebo, you will find them. Now, there are fixtures on Monday this weekend. Uh, so I shall just let you know who's got who and where on Bank Holiday Monday. Avely are at home again uh, against Hampton and Richmond. Chelmsford against Eastbourne Borough. Chippenham Town against Slough Town. Dartford against Dover. Hamilton and Waterlooville against Yeovil. Uh, live commentary with myself and Ian Welsh on Monday from uh, Hamilton and Waterlooville. Maidstone United against Taunton Town. St Albans against Bath City. Tunbridge Angels against Welling. Torquay against Braintree. Truro against Farnborough. Western Supermare against Hemel Hempstead. Worthing against Weymouth. So, let's have a look at the league table then. After four games, Worthing lead the way on nine points. Followed by Avery, Western Supermare, Chelmsford, Weymouth, Yeovil and Bath. Down at the bottom, we've got uh, Welling, who are the only side to not pick up a point yet. Uh, then Haven and Waterlooa with their one point. Slough and Dartford both have three. So do Truro. Uh, Eastbourne Borough and Braintree sit with four points. So let's just let you know what's going on in other non-league worlds this weekend. Then in the National League. Uh, three fixtures on Friday night. Rochdale against Bromley. Solihull Moors against Halifax. Southend against Eastleigh on Saturday. Aldershot against Wildstone. Altrincham against Chesterfield. Uh, Boreham Wood against Oldham. Dagenham against Barnet. Dorking host York. Kidderminster against uh, Travel to Ebbsfleet. Gateshead host Woking. Maidenhead against uh, Oxford City. Televised game Saturday night, 7 for 5.30 kickoff. I go to go say 7 because it's got 17, but it's 5.30. Uh, Harleypool at home against Fylde on Monday. Fylde against Altrincham. Uh, Barnet, uh, Barnet against Ebbsfleet. Bromley against uh, Southend. Chesterfield against Harleypool. Eastleigh against Aldershot. Halifax against Gateshead. Kidderminster against Maidenhead United. Oldham against uh, Solihull Moors, Oxford City against Boreham Wood, Wildstone are at home against Dagenham, Dorking travel to Woking and York host Rochdale. League table, well Barnet lead the way at the moment, they've got uh, 10 points as do Solihull Moors and Chesterfield, all of those three teams along with Wildstone actually down in fifth are undefeated, Hartlepool just sit outside on fourth. Uh, followed by Gateshead and uh, Maidenhead United are 6th and 7th. Um, down at the bottom, Southend are on minus 4 points. Um, picked up 2 wins from their 2 games so far. Uh, then there's Dagenham on 1, Oxford City on 1, Bromley on 2, York on 2. And then we've got Dorking and Eastleigh. In to National League North then. And... Uh, Another full set of fixtures this weekend. Um, at the moment, Scunthorpe lead the way on 10 points. Uh, they're undefeated. There are a few undefeated teams, but quite a few teams have had a number of draws instead of wins or losses. Uh, but Scunthorpe lead the way, followed by Spennymore, Blythe, Warrington, Alfreton, Farsley, Celtic and Brackley. Down at the bottom, Southport are the only side without a point. Darlington, such a big side at National League North level, in 23rd place on one point, followed with uh, Russell Olympic above them, Gloucester City and Buxton. Uh, they have got a full fixture schedule this weekend. Spennymore against Bishop Stortford's a one o'clock kickoff. And then at three o'clock, Alfreton against Darlington, Boston against Warrington, Brackley against Southport, Buxton against Blythe Spartans, Chorley against. Kings Lynn, uh, Curzon Ashton, uh, they host Scunthorpe, Tamworth travel to Farsley Celtic, Hereford against Peterborough Sports, Russell Olympic against Bambury United, Scarborough Athletic against Chester, and South Shields against Gloucester on Monday at 1 o'clock. Scunthorpe against Scarborough, uh, two big former league sides there down in National League North. It seems such a shame. 
Uh, Banbury United against Buxton's at 3 o'clock, as is Bishop Stortford against Boston, Blythe at home against Spennymore Town, Chester at home against Farsley Celtic, South Shields travel to Darlington, so not too far for them, Gloucester against Russell Olympic, Kings Lingen at home against Alfreton, Peterborough Sports against Peter, uh, Brackley Town, Southwark against Chorley, Tamworth against Hereford, and finally Warrington against Curzon Ashton. And you're probably sick of my voice now, so here we go, we're off. Um, I'll be back on uh, Monday, well, probably Tuesday, because we've got a game on Monday, so it's probably going to be a little bit harder to do um, a double uh, podcast, but I shall see what I can do. I may be able to get one out on Monday covering the weekend's action, so we'll just see how time treats us. But uh, until then, I hope you all have a good weekend. A lot of football to travel to, so I hope you all travel safely. Lots of miles to be covered. Um, but until next time, that's all from me. Bye-bye. and Sons Family Funeral Directors, we know the importance of compassion and integrity. We also know how unfamiliar decisions can be so difficult at a time of family bereavement. We can provide a steadying influence just when you need it, guiding and helping you make the right decisions to reflect the kind of funeral that your loved one deserves. Visit our website, www.ajwakely.com for more information or call Clive Wakely on 01935 479913.